and as Tanner said, it is, man, just a big thank you to, to you guys um, for making these last couple of weeks uh, possible. I mean, uh, I mean, not, not only did we, you know, pull off two weeks in Colorado for high school and junior high camp, but at the same time, Rachel and her team uh, were taking 80 plus kids, like third grade through fifth grade, uh, to kids camp. And, uh, and she, you know, her and her team did that. And, you know, if y'all were here last week, you got to hear some stories about that and see some, some videos. And, and, and all of that could not happen um, if it wasn't for us as a church, you guys locking arms together and sharing your time and your talents and resources. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your sacrifice and your prayers um, and just the way that you guys come around um, one another as a church. And, uh, and to Rachel uh, and to Thomas and Caleb, Caleb over here, he, he's new to staff. Um, he didn't know he was going to camp until he figured it out in staff meeting. Um, <laughs> So I wasn't real clear about that when we hired him a month ago. Uh, and he goes home and he goes to his wife, Kayla, and he says, I think I'm going to camp. So, um, so it was, uh, but, it, you know, he, he went. And, but, uh, but, man, just, you know, I, I love our staff. We have an incredible staff that um, and I get to be a part of and with Rachel and Thomas and Caleb and, and Tanner. And if you're a parent, which I am, uh, if you're a parent of a, um, of an elementary kid and a high school kid, which I am, uh, go figure. Um, but, but if you are a parent and you have a kid or a teenager that, um, you know, that, 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 that you have, you should be, because I am, so excited about the team that we have leading us and pouring into the lives of our kids and our students. And I know it's just not the staff, it's our volunteers. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. Because the decisions that were made at these three camps, they weren't, they, they didn't happen uh, on an island. They didn't happen in a silo. It was because we had so many volunteers uh, throughout the years uh, teaching these students, teaching their, these kids about who God is and his love for them and the gospel. Um, and, and that God uses all of those seeds that were planted uh, to bring these, um, to bring these these decisions that we got to be a part of over the last couple of weeks. So, thank you for that. Uh, and I do want to say this to Tanner um, and Eddie, his wife. Um, they they've been married a month, and um, you know they get to go to two weeks and not be together uh, uh, during that time. Um, it's just in passing at mealtime. Um, but I've been excited about about Tanner since since he came on staff. Um, back in back in the fall, and uh, and I got a picture of him, and this is why I'm so excited about about Tanner and his. Um, this is Tanner worshiping, and that's how he leads our students. And that's how his wife leads our students. Is they, he leads them before the throne of God, and he loves them, and Eddie loves them, and they pour into our students, and we are so blessed to have them at the helm of our student ministry. And uh, so Tanner and Eddie, thank you uh, for leading us and leading us well. I don't know where you guys are, but thank you for that. And uh, uh, we love you guys. And, uh, and do get some rest uh, because uh, we're kicking off summer this week, right? We're kicking it off. We're kicking it off. So, um, so we, uh, I just want to recap just for a few minutes, then Caleb and the band that will come out and lead us in another song, uh, just to respond to the goodness 
uh, of God. But we, we spent the last two weeks talking about the gospel. And, and just so that we're all on the same page, that the gospel is the fact that, that Jesus came and he lived the life that we can't live and he died the death that we deserve to save sinners. And that when we put our faith in him, not only do we go from being spiritually dead to be spiritually alive, which was the theme for our camps, uh, but we also become an adopted son or daughter of God that we also have all the acceptance and all the approval and all the significance and all the love and all the hope and all the security that we need, not only for this life, but also the life to come in eternity with him. And one day Jesus will return and he will wipe away every tear and he will make all things right and make all things as they should have been in the first place forever. And that's the gospel. And that's what we hold on to. And that's what we've been teaching. And so one, one point that Rob uh, pointed out in, or, or made there in high school camp, and I just want to recap one of his talks that he did briefly, uh, because I think it's so fitting that we've been going through the gospel of John. And as we're going through the gospel of John, we, we've been talking about the life of Jesus and the life that he calls us to as his followers, as his disciples. And that word disciple in the Greek is the word methetes. And there's a word picture that goes with that. And it's the, it's the picture of a student following his teacher so closely that they're literally covered in the dust of their sandals. And Rob made this point. He said, knowing the gospel leads to living the gospel. And so we talked about what does it look like to be a disciple marked by the gospel? What, what does it look like for you and I um, to follow Jesus, not only at camp, I mean, that, that's the easy part, right? But follow Jesus at school, follow Jesus um, at work. What does it look like to, to be a follower of Jesus in the office place? What does it look like for us to be a follower of Jesus in our community? What does it look like for us to be a follower of Jesus in our homes? And how that impacts the relational dynamic going on there. And so, Rob, he, he gave us five marks of a disciple that I just want to share with you briefly um, that I think it's, it's so relevant to, to the series that we're going through in John because John is all about the life that Jesus calls us to. And uh, we've been going through that since, uh, since December. And maybe you've missed out on some, and I want to encourage you to use the summer and maybe to catch up a little bit because we've only made it to chapter 10, so you're not that far behind. But, uh, but here are some marks of a disciple. That, that a, a disciple is marked by the word of God. That, that a disciple is marked by the word of God. That, that, any, that in other words, life comes from, from hearing and reading and, and having the word of God in our lives on a consistent basis. And uh, I, I love, I just kind of got to overhear some of the counselors and what they would tell, share with their groups and, 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 and what, you know, Tanner shared from, from the platform at camp is that it's not about, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. It's not about how many chapters can I read in a day, but, but how many, how many verses, it may be one verse, it may be three verses, it may be a whole chapter. But, but to take that and get it into our hearts and our minds, to meditate on it, to hear the word of God, to have the word of God consistently in our lives um, as, we go through, as, as we go through life, as we go through our days as a disciple. So a disciple was marked by the word of God. A disciple was marked by obeying the voice of Jesus. In other words, we, we get to the point that... That we, that we hear God's voice through the word of God. 
and that we hear God uh, instructing us and we have an unreserved yes to him. Now, that, that doesn't just start out. That Our faith has to grow. Our trust in him has to grow. In order for our trust to grow, our relationship, our personal relationship with Jesus has to grow. That happens through the word of God, okay? One of those, one of those ways. But as we get to know and understand the voice of God, that we obey the voice of Jesus. And Kyle talked about that last week, uh, last Sunday morning, when he talked about the sheep, they know the voice of the shepherd. And the, more, the closer we grow to Jesus, the more our faith and trust in him grow, the easier it is to, to hear his voice, to, to, to know that he's speaking to our spirit, to the spirit of God in us, and that we would have an unreserved yes. That doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's always going to be happy. But it does mean that we can have an unreserved yes as we walk in obedience to his voice. A disciple is also, number three, marked by brokenness and humility. That there is no room for pride. That, that as we listen in on these conversations that Jesus is having with people in the, in the book of John and all throughout the Gospels, that we, that we hear Jesus say some pretty outlandish things. He, he says that you and I, we should uh, treat others as though they were better than ourselves. That, that he says that we are to love our neighbors just as in with the same intensity that we love ourselves. That Jesus goes he even says you know don't uh, to uh, to don't get even with your enemies, but to pray for your enemies and love your enemies and pray for those who make our lives difficult. And so when it comes to being a disciple, there's no, there's no room for, for pride. There's no room for putting ourselves first. But it's, but it's Jesus first and others second and ourselves third. A disciple is also marked by a gospel-driven mission. Gospel-driven mission. And that the mission of God in our, in our lives is to transform us into the image of his son, Jesus. Through, through his word, through worship, through prayer, through, uh, through corporate, through, you know, the corporate uh, worship, to uh, gospel-centered community, that he's going to use the things of life and the people that are in our lives to transform us. He's going to use his truth to transform us, to look like and act like and talk like and, and serve like and love like and give like Jesus to where we really do become little Christ. And that's what the word Christian means. It means little Christ in our, in our world. And so our mission as a church, that we started the very first day, but when we opened the doors to Gospel City Church, our mission was to declare and display the freeing power of the gospel in our lives. To declare with our words when we can, and, and, and to display with our actions who Jesus is and how he's freed us to live this life. It doesn't mean the life is without pain or trials or suffering, but it does mean that we have somebody with us that's bigger than that pain and that suffering and those trials. And so we're on mission with God and to bring, to bring God's glory and God's hope and God's grace into this world, and we're going to start with our community. And so the disciple is also marked by total surrender. 
In other words, Rob asked this really pointed question. Is that what are we willing to give up for people to meet Jesus? What are we willing to give up? And several, several of, uh, of you gave up additional finances this past month so that, so that we can make camp happen and take any student who wanted to go uh, and couldn't afford it, that we could make a way for them to go. That, that what are we willing to give up? You gave up finances. A lot of counselors gave up their time. Gave up time away from work, gave up a time away from their, uh, away from their families to, to, so, that, so that students can come, so that kids can come to know Jesus. What are we willing to give up? It's total surrender. And, and, and that doesn't come easy. But again, the, the, the Christian life is not about perfection, it's about progress. And, and it's coming into our, our prayer life and, and, and saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. God, you know, this is, this is what I feel like you're speaking to me through your word and through my gospel-centered community. And, and when I pray to you, here's what's going on in my life. And this is what I'd like to see happen. And we got to feel like you're calling me to this or preparing me for this. And, and God, today, I just want it to be not my will, but your will be done. I just want to completely surrender to you. That doesn't happen over a day or a week or a month. Sometimes that takes months. Sometimes it takes years to get to that point. But it all starts with today. It all starts with today and then tomorrow and then the next day. It's just one day, one step, one hour at a time. Being marked by the grace and the love of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Man, Caleb and the band, they're going to come and just lead us in another song. And I, and I wanted to share this with you because this is... This is not just the marks of camp. Of, oh, this, it, it's not a, a, a camper is marked by these things. Doesn't, it doesn't just happen when we're at camp. But this is the goal. This is why we're going through the Gospel of John and looking at the life of Jesus and looking at the life that he calls us to. And that we want to be a church. That, that we're marked by these things. And then let the, let the wave of that, the ripple effect of that go out into, into the lives that we live and where we live them. And just watch Jesus do some amazing, remarkable things through us. Let him heal the broken. Let him give sight to, to the blind. And let him step in and bring provision in ways that we never dreamed of him providing a way. Because that's who he is. He is our king and he is our savior. And he is better than anything in this life.